Lights, camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome back to Lights Camera Asia. I'm Jake Chen. This week, we'll be looking at a film that has a rather interesting take on an unusual topic: death and the funeral procession that follows it. Now, before we get into the film, it is worth it to take a minute and lay some groundwork. Death is a very serious subject matter in many countries in Asia. It is not often brought up in everyday life, and very seldom joked about. When someone passes away, it is a major event in the person's family, and everyone related tend to show up together to go through a very lengthy process to mourn the deceased. In many Eastern religions. Passing away is considered a transformation process, where a person's soul transcends the physical world and heads over to another realm. Therefore, people take funeral processions extremely seriously, and often pay considerable amount to invite professionals to host such processions, because if an element of it is not well taken care of, it is sometimes thought that it could affect the person in his or her afterlife. And today's film is all about the events surrounding a funeral procession. It is called Seven Days in Heaven, a Taiwanese film produced and released in 2010. A man picks up his mobile phone and finds out that one of his remote relative had passed away. Before the phone rings, the man, whose name is Ai Yi, was dressed in full funeral procession uniform. And was practicing his routine, and you guessed it, he is a professional host at funeral processions in southern Taiwan. Now, before we move further with the story, you might have noticed that the tone of the music doesn't really convey any sense of sadness. I mean, quite the contrary, it sounds very happy and cheerful. And this opening montage, where a mortician dances with music. Sets the tone of the film. Seven Days in Heaven is a drama and comedy. It tells the story of how a family carries out the funeral procession after the father in the house unexpectedly passes away, and the personal experience that each family member faces along the way. Soon after the film's jubilant beginning, it moves to a more somber tone. A younger man and a young lady. Rush their way into the hospital ward, only to find out that their father no longer had a heartbeat. The two are in total shock and don't know what to do. They aimlessly follow the doctor's directions and roll their father's bed off the door. In the next few days, the son and daughter rearrange their father's old house into a funeral home, and as they sit on a van that carries their father's body back home. 
the daughter says. Which means the most ridiculous journey of my life has started. And she's not overstating the unexpected, grotesque, and rather absurd nature of it all. On their way home, the driver mistakenly played the wrong music for the morning process. And when the mortician asked the children to bring along their father's favorite item as souvenirs, the song brought in some pornographic magazines. And at the first evening after Lin, the deceased, gets brought back home, his family members and close neighbors held a big party. They drink and sing karaoke all night long. The last bit is actually not unusual for funerals in Taiwan. And among some other part of the Chinese-speaking communities, there is a name for important ceremonies in Chinese language called Hong Bai Xi Shi, of which the literal translation is "red and white happy events." A red happy event refers to weddings when a couple ties the knot, and a white happy event refers to funerals, as in when a person passes away. This points to the extremely bipolar nature of death in Asian culture. Well, it certainly is very sad, tragic, and to some even traumatic and、uh, hard to deal with for years and decades to come. Death is, in many other cases, also seen as something worth celebrating. After all, the person is about to transition to the next realm or into heaven, and only the good ones get to do that. The many procedures, formalities, and ceremonies also present the cultural difference of different parts of Taiwan. As some of you might have heard of, northern Taiwan, such as Taipei and Taoyuan City, are considerably better developed than cities in the south. It's more modern and more westernized, so people who live in the north tend to be more focused on their day-to-day -day matter. And less so on formality, and act in a more efficient, business-like manner. On the other hand, people from the south tend to be more personable, more traditional, and conservative. Therefore, following the traditional manners and carrying out important events, such as weddings and funerals, tend to be more important for the people in the south. The cultural contrast plays an important part in showing the celebratory and, if we're honest, the rather absurd nature of many parts of the funeral processions. The daughter of the deceased is Ame, who, by all means, is a modern woman. She works and lives by herself in Taipei City, in an international company. And when the death of her father brings her back to their home in southern Taiwan. She often struggles with the countless details of the funeral. When her father's coffin is carried from the funeral hall to the cremation center, the mortician tells Ame, the daughter, that she's not supposed to cry in this part of the ceremony. Whereas after the coffin is rested and put down, she's expected to cry her heart out and mourn her father's death in public. After a while. Ame says she feels really confused, and is not even sure when to cry anymore. What was supposed to be a natural human emotional expression has to be 
shoehorned and fit into the common expectation of the people around her. As the film progresses through its second half, the playfulness tone gradually subsides, and we get to see a more realistic and personal depiction of how each and every character really handles the emotional loss of an important family member. When Ame, the daughter, travels back and forth on motorcycles, the memories of her father teaching her how to ride for the first time when she was just a high schooler suddenly emerges. And throughout the rest of the film, scenes of flashback make their way into the movie more and more often, and carries more and more weight. Both the son and the daughter remembers the many happy moments that their father shared with them, such as when they had dinner, when they sing karaoke together, and when the father held karaoke parties in the middle of the street to invite people in. For many who are from outside the family, these are happy and memorable moments, who might get forgotten afterwards. But not for the son and daughter. Gradually, as their life continues after the funeral was held, the son and the daughter gradually realize the painful fact that their father is no longer with them anymore. A big part of what they are used to has to be changed. And they have to live with the fact that they no longer will see this person. Towards the last few minutes of the film, we、we'll、see the son hosting karaoke parties just like his father used to do in the street, but there are very few who pays him a visit. And we see towards the end, the daughter has got a new job at an even better company, and she travels frequently back and forth between Taipei, Shanghai, and Hong Kong and Tokyo. And every time she returns home, she would often remember to buy a few packs of cigarettes for her father. And gradually, she herself begins to smoke. And it's at these moments when she begins to smoke that she sees through the thin veil of the cigarette smoke that she and her father used to sit together. They used to laugh together. They used to make jokes. And the father used to smoke like a chimney. The daughter seldom showed. A lot of real emotions throughout the first half of the film. After all, when she cries, she's almost asked to do so. But it was toward the end of the film, when she began to smoke a habit that was from her dad, that she really breaks down to tears and she couldn't control her bawling. I guess there is some wisdom to the way the funeral is handled in this part of the world. After all, death might very well not be the worst part. The worst part is separation, is getting used to the life without someone you are accustomed to get along with no longer being there. It is dealing with the many, many dates and nights of that painful and cold realization, and we see that effect on the son and daughter throughout the last few moments of the film. The most part of Seven Days in Heaven follows. The seven days after the father passes away, whereas only the last ten or fifteen minutes or so tells us the emotional aftermath that the people have to deal with long after the person is gone, and I think that is what's truly intelligent about this film. It doesn't dwell on the sad emotions because the impact of that might be limited. It lets the audience 
imagine what happens after the film has concluded. And it has been staying in my mind for many, many days after I first watched it. In next week's show, we'll talk about the many little details in the film and how well it delivers this emotional impact. For Lights Camera Asia, I'm Jake Chen. Talk to you next week. <laughs>